How do you feel about having your photo taken? Like Chandler Bing? No, seriously, usually I don't love it. Mm, me neither. But we recently had a photo shoot for the pod with Ghost Commercial slash Ghost Productions, Tommy McCafferty. And my God, we had some crack. Such a laugh and the photos turned out amazing. Tommy is a former world kickboxing champion who started his own gym kickboxing LK and realized that taking and sharing good photos was the best way to promote it. This led Tommy to taking photos of fitness professionals, those competing and training for fitness events, which became Ghost Productions in 2018. We refrained from the bronzed bikini shots. <laughs> this time. You're welcome. <laughs> Ghost Commercial was born three years ago when Tommy saw a gap in the market for impactful business photos and videos, taking anything from professional headshots to food photography. Tommy has a great knack for getting natural shots and we will be sharing some of these snaps over on our Instagram at northercrack underscore pod. And you can follow Ghost Commercial on Instagram on at Ghost Commercial to check out Tommy's work or to book a photo session for yourself. Hello and welcome to episode 32 of No Other Crack Pod. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Aloha. Um, to Good start enough. off, actually, I have one quick fact check this week. <laughs> <laughs> so remember I was on about Delia Barry, the woman who hand-knit all of the jumpers for the Banshees of Inishir yes. last week. Um, and we weren't sure where she was from. You said so I had said, Dublin. Yeah, so I... I'm just going to correct myself because I discovered that she is from Tipperary. That's a great and correction. Yes, and I just thought that should be known. Would you like a Delia Barry jumper? Yes, I would. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> let me reach in my bag here for it. <laughs> yeah. like, I wonder, can you get bespoke pieces done? Um, I'm sure she probably has been hand knitting for individuals yeah. and businesses before Banshees to finish yeah. here, so yeah, yeah. So you'd pre- pay a pretty penny now for a Delia Barry jumper, though. Delia Barry, it sounds so exclusive. Yeah, I was gonna say it sounds like a range and dance, you know, like Paul <laughs> Costello, Delia Barry. <laughs> That's what she will probably start doing. Well, not for dons, but yeah, what's wrong with Dunes? I love Duns, don't get me wrong, <laughs> but <laughs> um, I was on Duns this morning with mom, and I was like. Oh, there's a range of um, men's clothes by what he, is it, your man, Podrick Harrington? Is that what you call him? Or oh, man, the or golfer. It, yeah. And mum just goes, oh, that's been there for years. I thought it was like, this new cool is thing. Is it not new? <laughs> maybe not. Maybe mum was wrong. Fact check for, ne- for next week. Yeah. But uh, that was just the one wee bit of fact checking. Mm-hmm. And then TV Guide, you have had no time to watch TV. No. Since we last recorded. <laughs> like, well, sometimes I think when we're recording it, like it sounds like we watch an awful lot of TV and we're at nothing else, but... No, that's not the case, I, unfortunately. I actually was busy working this week. Mm. <laughs> but I watched very little. No, actually, I watched nothing, to be honest. But I reminded myself on, you know, the way you can hit the reminder on Netflix... There's a show coming up on it and it looks right down my street. Mm. So it's called Murder Murders, A Southern Scandal. So it's a limited series coming on the 22nd of February. 
but I'm definitely going to watch it. So it says shocking tragedies shatter a tight knit South Carolina community and expose the horrifying secrets of its most powerful family. But I was kind of reading up without getting, you don't want spoilers, I suppose, as to what's happening but it sounds so interesting mm. so it's this murder family it's a prominent american legal family family in south carolina so there's like a load of a load of kind of investigations involving them there's several murders corruption and other alleged crime crimes including insurance fraud defrauding clients theft of insurance payouts and drug related charges so they sound like a Drama. so it's a limited series it's not just a one-off Oh, cool. Yeah, sounds really good. Well, that does sound great. Mm-hmm. When's is it co- so it's coming? 22nd of February. Oh, excellent. To Netflix. Excellent. Yeah, so I, I, I always use that reminder thing when I'm on Netflix because... I've never used that. Oh, I always use it. Oh. And then even when you see, if you click on Netflix and it shows what's up and coming. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes... You forget then. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah, and the trailer is there now. Like, so I watched the trailer and it looks it looks very good. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. That's one to note. Mm-hmm. So that's all I literally have to say about the TV guide. Mm. Well, I didn't watch an awful lot at all either. Actually, um, I, did, I wasn't in the humor to watch anything too heavy or interesting at the weekend. So. I decided just I'll watch like a rom-com silly mindless thing on I think it was maybe Saturday night. Mm-hmm. So I decided to watch that new rom-com with Reese Witherspoon and Ashton Kutcher. You know that one they're promoting at the moment. It's on Netflix, Your Place or Mine. Oh, I didn't realise they were in that. Yeah, that's the two main characters in it. Mm. She's been kind of off the scene, hasn't she? Reese Witherspoon? Yeah. God, no. What's she been at? She was in the morning show and... Oh yeah, didn't watch that. Um, she produces a lot of things too. She has a production yeah. company, Hello Sunshine, and she buys the rights to every good book and then makes it into a movie. But her this movie, I actually thought it was decent for what it was because I was only looking for something predictable and silly anyway, mm-hmm. and it was that. But I thought it was quite cute. Aww. Um, but it gets. 31% on Rotten Tomatoes. But again, like, we need to stop this Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> crack because... Oh, jeez. But, like, I... I we need another fruit to represent how we <laughs> feel about movies. <laughs> Middling pears or something. <laughs> <laughs> but it's... Like, I would recommend it, definitely. Because I, yeah. I just thought it was a nice movie. It was just yeah. really entertaining. And the two of them were so good in it. Because I was speaking to Mum and Neve about it, and Mum felt that Ashton Kutcher has aged terribly. I didn't think so. <laughs> and Reese Witherspoon just doesn't age. No, oh God, she looks amazing. Mm. No, so I was actually interested in seeing two main characters of a popular movie in their forties, the love interests mm-hmm. as well. So no, I'd re- definitely recommend that if anyone's looking for something light to watch. So it's on Netflix. Um, and then two shows are back now in March. March is going to be a good month for TV for me because Ted Lasso is back. <laughs> is this season three? Yeah. Okay. I can't wait. When I saw the trailer on Instagram yesterday, I got good goosebumps from head like to toe. Really? Yeah. I, w- I promise you. I promise you now. <laughs> I will promise. binge. A pinky promise. <laughs> Yeah, I will to. binge the first two seasons before the third season comes out. Do. 
because of all shows, like everyone's gone on to me about that. Yeah, because Maria I know I'm like has a watched broken... it as well. Oh. Maria Kavanagh. Of new looks. <laughs> yeah, of new looks. Salon, yeah. She's what, she loves it. Yeah, I will, I will watch it. You know, it's, I, I can't wait now. It's just a lovely heartwarming show. Oh, and then are you going to say about... Succession? No. Succession. So Succession's back. Yellow Jackets. Oh God, is that back in March as well? Yeah. Oh geez, March is going to be just great. Yeah. Can't wait. Because yeah. Elijah Wood is going to be in Yellow Jackets. Season two of Yellow Jackets. Yeah. yeah. So. That's going to be my Excellent. Can't wait for all that TV stuff happening soon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So any surfing off the World Wide Web? Well, I was just going to mention, and I really hope you don't know this fact, because... When I was told it, shout out to Sharon who let me in on this nugget of information. Mm. Did you watch the halftime show for the Super Bowl? No. Did you not? No, I didn't. Did you not? No. Well, I you know it was Rihanna like. I know, I know. I just, I've caught headlines and stuff. I've been so bad with like TV and my phone this week. I'm so out of the loop. Well, that's good. I feel like I can inform you. So did you see the outfit she wore? Yeah. Red. Okay. In a boiler suit thing. And do you know a Mahara felt man designed Rihanna's striking Super Bowl outfit? What? I knew you'd love that. Oh, that is so cool. Yeah. So I actually just saved the article here so I could give it fa- without having to fact check. So Mahara felt born fashion designer Jonathan Anderson had a hand in Rihanna's striking red Super Bowl ensemble. So... Mr. Anderson is the creative director for a Spanish luxury fashion house, Lo. I think that's how you pronounce it, L-O-E-W-E. Oh, yeah. As well as being the founder of brand J.W. Anderson. So she wore a jumpsuit and a kind of bustier. Mm. So, yeah. That is class. Maha Isn't felt it? one of my favorite accents. I know. That's why I knew you'd love it. <laughs> so oh, that's class. Yeah, he was just thrilled about it. He'd said in a statement, I'm so excited to have been part of this unforgettable moment. Rihanna is a true icon. Working with her to bring these stage looks to life feels like a wild, wonderful dream. Because that's iconic. You know, like that's like going to be a historic outfit mm. associated with Rihanna it's amazing. for years to come. So that's like a great accolade for a designer. Yeah. Um, Never mind an Irish one. Oh, sorry. I'm just seeing all three garments were designed by Mr. Anderson, who is the son of a former Irish rugby player, Willie Anderson. Yeah. Like she was all red. I loved her runners in it. If you're watching the oh, video, her runners like were class. Rihanna's just oozes cool. But it was funny when I was watching it back then. Like there's so many of her. She's in the go so long. Mm. And there's so many of her songs you forget about. Yeah, true. Like because it was. Did she do a medley of her hits? Yeah, a whole medley. And you know that she like presented her bump. She's pregnant yeah. again. Yeah. But like, I know because I was Googling, I was like, when did she have that first child? May. Was it May? Yeah. Fair play to you, Rihanna. Mm, Irish twins. They would be Irish twins. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see that headline. Rihanna gives birth to Irish <laughs> twin. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I haven't watched the performance yet. Um what I'm looking forward to. Like, I think there was very mixed reviews. I, I enjoyed it because it was very nostalgic and all yeah. that and that. But, like, she's pregnant and she was suspended up, I don't know what height. Mm. And you could see she was, like, harnessed onto this, like, glass 
This guy, we should get off. This guy's just pawing Trisha's leg. <laughs> um, yeah, because I saw a few memes, and now it's there's like something hanging off the back of your skirt. Um, <laughs> I saw memes where I was saying like Rihanna just uh, made it so that pregnant women everywhere won't have excuses for not doing things anymore. <laughs> no. but like she <laughs> scouts. Scout's very distracted here. Um, like I enjoyed it. You all right there, Marie? Yes. Sorry, Scout just climbed on top of my shoulder. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I look forward to watching that back now. I liked reading all the feedback about it, yeah. and then I was too lazy to actually form my own opinion. It's like ten minutes, mm. I think. But that's it. It's such a big thing now that, like, yeah. I seen one tweet, yeah, it was about it, saying that, oh, there's a football game being played at, being played at Rihanna's concert. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I usually love watching back the ads as well. Ben Affleck did a Dunkin' Donuts <gasps> ad. <laughs> yes, that was amazing. Mm, that was really good. I watched all the ads now, just didn't watch the actual Did you watch all the ads? Show, most of them, yeah. I always do that. I go on to adweek.com like the day after the Super Bowl and watch What's all the ads. What's so it's like this nerdy um, website all about advertising. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, it's a magazine as well called Adweek, but I don't know if they still print it. Um, so. Oh, on Adweek, I was going to say then, like what price, did, wasn't it like released before the price that they pay for adver- adverts in mm. the Super Bowl? God, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know. know how much it is, but like it's crazy money, yeah. isn't it? Mad. That's why it's always like the biggest companies who do so it. So they like Dunkin' Donuts and what other ads was there? Like T Mobile or T Mobile as they call it in the States would always do one. Excuse me. Um a lot of the car companies. Oh really? Mm, Doritos, Pepsi. Yeah, all the big dogs. And did you enjoy any of the ads? <laughs> I can't even remember what the ad was for now, but there was one with Ben Stiller in it, which was quite good. And I really? liked the Dunkin' Donuts one. Yeah. I thought the Dunkin' Donuts one was amazing. Mm. I didn't realise he had such a thick accent. Yeah, like the Bostonian. He probably kind of amps it up sometimes as well. I'd yeah. Say. Which, yeah. I've never had a Dunkin' Donuts. I we I did once. I think me and Darren did. Yeah, we had a stopover in Boston on our way home from Canada. Oh, sorry, it's the monitor. The oh, battery, is it? Jesus, yeah, the battery's going low in it. <laughs> Clara, I hope you're okay down there. <laughs> um, yeah, we had a, one time, we were coming back from Canada, flying to Ireland, and we had like 11 hours in Boston. So we decided to just go on into the city and wander about, and we just saw Dunkin' Donuts immediately, and there was all, like, American cops in it and everything. It was great. It's so cliche, though, when yeah. you see cops with... Donuts. Yeah. yeah. And it was lovely, actually. It was really nice. I must and apparently the coffee it. is, like, you know, famously good from really? Dunkin'. Mm. Donuts, I wouldn't really say they've caught on here. There was a time. Christy cream. Or Christy cream. <laughs> Christy the cream. What? There was a time, remember, when donuts were huge in Dublin. Yeah. And there was queues. Mm. Yeah. That kind of just faded out. That did fizzle it. That was the, what do you call it? Crust. Crispy cream? Crispy cream? Yeah. 
I can't even no, think No, but there was what. a wee trendy donut place down on Angel Street. There was. Remember that one? Yeah. But yeah, notions. I mean, you can get a donut at like in any, <laughs> what do you call it? Like bakery section of a yeah. shop. I wouldn't thank you for a donut, really. <laughs> Would you know? <laughs> Unless I was really hungry, no. I remember actually, I think it was in that trendy donut place you were on about. And I remember they had espresso donuts, but it was like a donut. And then there was a syringe stuck in it with a shot of espresso. Oh, peak notions. Peak notions. Need to look up the name of that place. I'll do it in a wee I love a lemon curd one. A lemon curd donut. Mm. If I had to choose a donut I particularly like, I like, it's not really a donut because there's, but a pastry, the Boston cream, you know those? No. They've like chocolate and then they're filled with cream and custard. I've never had one, but it sounds delicious. They're nice now. God. Darren, can you remember when we were in Dunkin' Donuts? Remember we went there when we were in Boston? But like, I obviously I can't remember what we Could bought you imagine or anything. Seeing your man? Ben, ben Affleck. Affleck. <laughs> I know. Uh. It was quite funny because he was serving the donuts at the, it was like a drive through mm. And then he turns around to one of them and he's like, do you recognize me? Or do you know who I am? Mm. Or it wasn't that kind of notion-y, but yeah. it was just like, do you recognize me? It was like, no. <laughs> yeah. And he's he's become, become such a meme at the moment. Did you I see know. all that stuff about him being really bored at the Grammys and him but and But I think he fighting? just has an owl, an owl face on him. Yeah, he's like a resting skull face. Skull like. I thought he probably was having a great time, but he just has his chin kind of sits. Yeah. And I also think too, like everyone said, oh, their marriage is in trouble, this, that, the other. But like sometimes when you're on a night out or like at an awards thing, like you would just be a wee bit fed up. <laughs> like what's the big deal like it doesn't mean yeah. you hate your partner yeah okay we'll know if there's any shots so Jared, don't be inviting me to any awards shows <laughs> <laughs> I'll be sitting scowling um, any other no that was, I was just said I'd mention about that Mara. I thought that was a great way Oh, that's a great wee nugget now. Since you love the Maharfield accent. I love the Maharfield accent, so do you. It's my favourite accent. Um, okay, so have you ever heard of the term sonic branding? Darren, sonic. you would like this too. Okay, is it anything to do with like sonic toothbrushes? <laughs> Not really. Sonic the Hedgehog? <laughs> well, I mean, no. Is it about fast marketing? Faster? No. 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 But that's a good guess. The fast? Yeah. Oh, it's a good guess, but it's not right at all. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Do I get a medal now? <laughs> good points for effort. Okay, so this was just a very interesting article I read today. So, the satisfying click as you unlock one of the old iPhones, the classic roar of the MGM lion before a film starts, and the unmistakable... Of McDonald's, that's what sonic branding is. You know, when it's a sound that's just like, you know, even like oh. the HBO, like, bam. Oh, yeah. There's or like even turning on a computer. Yeah, like that's sonic branding, like a Microsoft sound. So it's like whenever it's a sound that's trademarked to a brand and that you immediately associate that's with a brand. And that MGM lion was Irish, wasn't he? <laughs> 
<laughs> well, that's right. I remember reading something about that. <laughs> we just sound obsessed with linking everything to Ireland, which he I love. He's Irish forefathers. No, he was Irish himself, actually. The lion. He was, yes. Mm. How? Did you not know this? I'll look it up. You go on there with the Sonic. <laughs> okay. Get, so I'll get the lion's family tree here. <laughs> so Sonic branding is the process of capturing the identity and story of a brand through sounds and music. And then this particular article was talking about the Netflix Sonic branding. So which is... Yes. ta da ta da That's how they pronounce it or they say, like write it in this. So they're saying um, basically you think it's so simple, but do you actually know what that sound is? What? Oh my God. This is like the secret sound on Highland Radio. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Which Darren's um, mum and dad won before? Congrats. What did they win? Pat and Mary Carr won the Secret Sound one time. Some money. I don't know much A sum of money. But the pride they got from it, I'm sure, uh, was worth far more than the money. And what was the sound? It was a big day in Dahore. <laughs> but Darren, can you remember what the sound was? A oh, phone geez. cover being clicked on. Okay, so for anyone who doesn't know, Highland Radio have a competition called The Secret Sound where they play a sound and you have to guess what it is. Not related to Sonic branding, but does anybody know what the Netflix sound is? Or the backstory of it? Go on. Jesus, I'd love to. I actually genuinely would love to know. And so you're not going to guess, Darren? Like, I, I would be here all night. In oh, fairness. so the secret sound knowledge doesn't run in the family. <laughs> Is it genetic? The secret sound knowledge? I'll, I'll ring Pat the Moss. Yeah. <laughs> Pat the Moss would know. Okay. So it, does, it says the Tadum sound, most of us have heard countless times, but have you ever wondered what the sound is? Um, it was actually created over the course of six months of hard work by uh. hundreds of people. Spearheaded by Academy Award winning sound designer, his name's a rather unfortunate, Lon Bender. <laughs> <laughs> That's his name. <laughs> so, this is what Lon has to say. I got a phone call out of the blue from a VP at Netflix. <laughs> Um, the VP at Netflix said that they'd been struggling to get their Sonic, they're calling this a Sonic logo, a Sonic logo nailed for months and the only lawn bender could fix it. <laughs> Would you stop laughing? That's his name. <laughs> so Netflix didn't want it to appear too corporate. They wanted it to be quirky. They wanted to make something whereby if you heard it in the next room, you'd know something exciting was happening. They wanted an emotional reaction and for people to connect to it. They tried vocalists, instrumental instrumentalists, voices saying Netflix, laughing, random sound effects, even the sound of a goat bleating, Lon says. <laughs> the challenge they faced that that had to be appropriate enough to precede comedies, dramas, action or any other genre. And in the end, it was the sound of Lon banging his wedding ring twice on an oak cabinet in his house that inspired the final sound, which was then augmented with some drums and a few guitar chords to become tadum. How much did they pay for it? Uh, the article does not disclose that. Can I play it here? 
So yeah, I wonder if you, you can play remember. it into the mic. I don't know how you'd get the Netflix. Get, is this Tadum. copyright infringement? Darren? No. What's the legalities on this? I'm sure Lawn Bender wouldn't mind. Lawn <laughs> Bender. <laughs> really? Oh yeah, here. Oh, the 2021. Is it the same since 2021? Oh, I don't know. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. Freaking hell. The Sluts has wedding ring banging off an oak cabinet slightly augmented with guitar and drums Ooh. to make that iconic Sonic logo. So and there you go, folks. Benef- benefiting from that. Yeah. An Academy Award winning like sound engineer had wow. to spend six months making that. My God. Quickly to jump We're back in the wrong to industry, folks. I'm telling you. Quickly to jump back to the line. Yeah, his name was Slats. <laughs> okay. And he was born at Dublin Zoo on March 20th, 1919. That's very cool. Yeah, he he was. I think he was the first line. So he was used in all black and white MGM films between 1924 and 1928. And I wonder, was it his actual roar that formed their Sonic logo? But it must have been. Must have been, like. That's quite cool. Well, this is going through all the lions. The lion after Slats was called Jackie. <laughs> Price, we'll do okay, I'll exit that now. <laughs> okay, we'll make a montage later celebrating the lions. <laughs> That's interesting. And um, my only other World Wide Web was, did you notice that Barney the Dinosaur was rebranded and re... Why? What? Nothing like it's nothing like PC or weird. He was just basically like he got a bit of a facelift or whatever. They modernized him. Oh my, does he look different? Yeah, I'll show you now. And everyone's like, there's uproar. So he's gone from that's the new one, right? That's terrifying. This is the new Barney, the old Barney and the new Barney. But that's not somebody in a suit. Uh, I think it is as well. It's just it's slightly CGI'd, but like it's still going to be somebody in a costume as well. But it is. So everyone, the memes are saying that Barney got the buccal fat removal. You know, this thing that's trending. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're saying uh, <laughs> Barney waking up with a face transplant when he hair, when all he ordered is two Botox jabs. Mm-hmm. They give Barney contacts, a nose job, and bigger veneers. Sad. <laughs> the veneers are desperate. <laughs> yeah, so everyone's pretty peeved about Barney's new look. And lastly, you will be interested about this. Little are scrapping again, but this time they are fighting with Tesco. So it's Little versus Tesco. They're in court together at the moment. Why? So... And Little are in the right, in fairness. So you know the way Little's... You're biased towards Little, though, are you? Yeah. No, you're no, not I'm really. Aldi. I'm an Aldi gal. Yeah, but if you had to choose between Tesco and Little. Yeah, I would choose Little. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Little have like a yellow circle as part of their logo. Do and they? Little. They do. Yeah. And Tesco use a yellow logo as part of their club card branding. Yes. And they've put a big push on that lately. On the club card. And they now want to claim... If you were going into Tesco without a club card... I know, I actually had to get it on my phone because I didn't have a club card. And I was like, every freaking deal was like club card related. So I was in the shop downloading the app. Maria was in Tesco there a few weeks ago and she didn't have her club card. So I had to take a picture of mine and send it on to her. She didn't have that. She didn't have the app either. Oh my god! And like, yeah, 
And charge, would you save like a good six or seven euro by having a club card? Mm-hmm. So they're now holding dear to their yellow circle and they're both in court now fighting over the rights well, to like, their yellow circle. But like Sure Little had it as part yeah. of their core brand, so. Yeah, that's a bit daft, Tesco. Mm. But they all love entering into these battles because it's great publicity. It is. Look at us here. Again, talking mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. So, well, I wish Little all the best. Good luck. Best of luck with it. <laughs> so, recommendations. I have kind of a funny recommendation because I haven't tried it yet myself. Mm-hmm. So, it's like I'm recommending it to myself. Okay. And you. Mine are like that too. So, I kind of have a bit of a, I have a bit of a summer prediction. Mm. Darren, I think you might be interested in this. It's. It's to do with alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) He's rubbing a sense. So, you know the way like gin was a big trend? Or sorry, say craft beer probably was the first big trend. Everyone was drinking craft beer. Then it was like gin was a big trend. Mm -hmm. My drink of choice now when I go out would be like Jameson, ginger ale and lime. Mm -hmm. But I think a trend coming this summer is rum. <laughs> oh, really? Rum's coming back. I just have a feeling in my bones. Because, so, recently, I feel like I've been getting sent messages from the Sesh Gremlin gods. <laughs> so Inviting you, know, you back to the trenches. Yeah. So, you know when you see something over and over again, but it's in very, like, it's not just a coincidence. Mm-hmm. I thought, it's yeah. like the universe yes the sesh gremlins <laughs> <laughs> signaling you <laughs> so I was down in Mayo and my brother had a bottle of this rum he doesn't really drink and he said do you want this bottle of rum he said I got it as a gift he was like I'm not drinking I was like no no I was like you're grand and then I looked and I was like what is that so it's cracking rum have you ever heard mm, of it no you've heard of it Darren so the bottle was really unusual um, it's called Kraken Rum because it's named after a mythical giant squid-like sea monster, but it is a black spiced rum. Mm. Okay, so when I seen black spiced rum, then I kind of started thinking. My granny used to drink, you know, the Jamaican rum, mm-hmm. like with the little pirate on the front. Yeah, sea dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I was in college, so like obviously when I was a child, you get this. There's a very distinct smell mm-hmm. off the sea dog rum. So that had been logged in my brain mm-hmm. as a child. And then when I was in college, I don't know where, somebody had it out. And I was like, oh my God, you know, smell hits you. The nostalgia. So I started drinking sea dog rum and blackcurrant. And like literally people wouldn't even be able to speak to me. They're like, what are you drinking? The what? The wet The waft of it. Yeah. But then it's like meant from like pure cane sugar. Like it's really, mm. really sugary. Um. Mm. So I was like, when I seen this is black spice rum, I was like, I need to taste some. So then I was on and I started, obviously, after speaking about it down there, all these like things started coming up on Instagram. Oh, you were getting targeted by rum Yeah, but ads. it was like all these, it was cracking, specifically cracking. Oh, wow. That's yeah. magic. So then I was at work the last day and one of the girls at work said she was away and she says, oh, do you know what I was drinking? And it's lovely. Cracking. Oh, my gosh. Cracking with ginger beer mm-hmm. and lime. That and she showed me a new drink now. Yeah. So I was like, I need to try this. And she said, oh, 
lovely, savage. So I just thought there's something, there's some, there's a shift. <laughs> there's a shift to coming. So I'm going to, I'm going to try a Kraken rum with ginger beer and lime. When? Why uh, don't you go over across the road? I don't know. Can you, <laughs> is it available in Glenbar? <laughs> Mm, don't know. Um, Angus wouldn't be long getting it. Yeah. No, you don't know. <laughs> no, <laughs> don't know okay. <laughs> so had you had you heard of Kraken though? No, I don't think so. Because there's a couple of interesting marketing facts here about it. Oh, do tell. And then I seen when I dug a little deeper. So Kraken rum was introduced in 2010. The base rum is from Trinidad, distilled from molasses made from sugarcane. This is mm. what I was saying. It's really bad for your teeth. Mm. <laughs> Brush those teeth. Floss kids. The rum is aged one to two years and then blend it with a mix of 11 spices, including cinnamon, ginger and clove. So that's just the background of it. In 2013, two outdoor 3D billboards went up in Chicago with a Kraken sea creatures, giant tentacle pulling a consumer out of an apartment window in an advertisement for Kraken Rum. Hmm. That was created by New York agency, Dead As We Know It. Cool. So it was like really, really famous at the time. That's very cool. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Would you try it? Um, it sounds very aromatic for me, but with all those ingredients. Do you not like aroma? <laughs> Not in my beverages, no. Uh, like I would try it, like, but you know, Do you not my like stomach. A no, no. I don't even know what I like. But you would have drank gin and tonic. No, time, I was would you? never like a big gin person. I probably just ever? did, just like to fit in or whatever. But I didn't like it. <laughs> I know, yeah. Um, no, I wasn't like mad about gin. Darren was. Darren and Rudy were drinking gin even before it became a thing. And then when it was a thing, they were delighted. And then they kind of went off it. They went off it because it was popular? Probably. I'm back on it now. Darren's back on it now. Gin and tonic is nice. That's that out there. Oh, cool. Yeah, that is cool. I love the brand. And yeah, I'll give it a try. We'll see if the Silver Tassie has it tomorrow. We're going to a wedding. Would you have one, would you? Tomorrow, like yeah, yeah. If to have it, I'll and have that's one. The bottle, the Kraken. It's, it's oh, I love the bottle. The bottle is class, yeah. So yeah, I'll give it a whirl. Give it a whirl. Squid ink, it looks like. Mm. So that's all my recommendations. Kraken. That's all my Kraken. <laughs> <laughs> You're desperate. <laughs> Um, again, yeah, my recommendations are kind of things I haven't tried yet either. But one is just you know the skincare guru on Instagram that we follow, Simone Scribes. Yes, I would recommend everybody to follow subscribe her. Subscribe to Simone Scribes. Yeah, like she just knows so much about skin. She's like such an enthusiast about it, and her content's lovely and sort of sleek and informative. Mm-hmm. But she didn't edit with Primark. Did you see that? No. So like it was a campaign that came out yesterday and it's like Primark and Simone Scribes and she has done like a little curation of their own brand skincare that she genuinely rates. Okay. So like, and I think there might be a product with her name on it as well. So I've always been dubious about trying the the Penny's own brand skincare because I just feel like... Is it going to be a wee bit severe because it is that bit cheaper? 
but I mean, if she's recommending that, oh God, I'm kind expert of expert edit. Yes, I'm seeing it now. Yeah, so Simone Scribes expert edit for Primark, and I would trust her, and I kind of feel like she wouldn't jump into doing that campaign mm-hmm. if she didn't believe in those Put certain her products. Name to it. Yeah. yeah, so it kind of I thought it was very clever marketing because people like me who are on the fence about trying the, the Penny's own brand skin stuff. Would probably, you know, their heads would turn a bit when they'd see her affiliated with it. Yeah. So I thought that was quite ingenious. And she did an event with them yesterday, I think it was, or the day before. And it looked very cool. Very cool. And I saw Bonnie Ryan was at it. And I love her. Do you follow her? Like Jerry Ryan's daughter. Yeah, I don't follow the her. The youngest of the sisters, maybe. Okay. Or one of the, she's younger than Lottie anyway, but I love her. She's a makeup artist and I also like all her skin and makeup and okay, hair so and it, yeah. fashion stuff. She was at it too. And then the other one was, I noticed that Sculpted by Amy Connolly has brought out Sculpted Cloud Cream. Did you see the ads oh, for yeah. that? Had you mentioned this before to me that you, I think they were bringing it out? Yeah, so everyone now had, that's tried it is raving about it. Um. So, so what is it exactly? I think it's just basically like a, a night cream or a, like a heavy duty moisturizer. Okay. Um. So it has our fave hyaluronic acid in it and it's just like intense moisture. Hmm. So I don't know because I don't really use a product like that in my skincare routine. Yeah, I so really I don't know where it would thick. fit in. And then if it's fragranced at all, I won't be fit to use it. But I seen today that Simone Scribes ha- has been trialing it. So I must check her stories and see because she'll probably do a bit of an in-depth uh, review of it. Yeah. So that's my recommendations that I have not even tried. Cloud cream. Yeah, cloud cream. But when you said cloud cream there, I was just thinking of um, Maybelline Mousse. I don't know why. <laughs> oh my God, Matt Mousse. Matt Mousse. Oh my good grief. It was kind of cloud-like. Yeah. Christ, so, um, that was brutal. The Matt Mousse. Have you any trivia or any crack? Um, let's say we're coming up on time, but one wee bit of trivia I had was, did you notice the viral article by New York Magazine about etiquette? No. That was doing the rounds there this Do past Do I look like I read an article on etiquette? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what somebody who read it would look like. I probably would look a bit better than the way I'm slouched here. Well, so it's like basically this whole big article, I'll share it on the podcast Instagram page, um, so New York magazine asked their readers and other people about etiquette under different categories. And then they come up with this mad stuff. It's a wee bit like that, um, piece I read from years ago, the how to get a husband. It's just oh, all yeah. this direct oh. weird advice. So there's categories like parenting, right? Um, okay. So if, a, if somebody's baby is crying in public, don't stare at them. Um, <laughs> and then what's the other one? Don't talk shit about your baby. <laughs> then there's like the category post texting. Don't ever text somebody the message K. If you're someone who types ha 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 to things that are actually funny, don't just say ha when they're clearly not. <laughs> don't post RIPs for celebrities. Um, don't post in the manner of an influencer if you are not one. 
What was some of the other mad ones? This is very strange. It's all, there's loads of them, like. And it went viral, did it? Yeah. Um, What was the other one? Why not R.I.P. a celebrity? <laughs> like share, but no R.I.P. of a celebrity? Yeah. No idea, like. The other one's like, uh, don't tell people, oh, this is about socializing. Don't tell people they look like other people. Oh, yeah. That is kind of Sorry. I did hear about this. I think it was, I think I heard about another podcast. Yeah. Because it is horrible to be told you look like someone. Yeah. And then don't touch the small of my back to move around me at the bar if you're ugly. (laughs) These are very... They're just crazy, like... I must read it. Never answer a compliment with a compliment. Um... Accents aren't cute. It's great to talk about the weather, etc., etc., etc. There's so many. They're quite interesting. But they're going viral because everyone's arguing with them. People just can't agree on them. So New York Magazine have said this is like the definitive guide to etiquette. And then everyone in the comments is like disagreeing with pretty much all of it. That's hilarious. So there are some that I found interesting, but others... I'm like, meh, they're a bit Americanized, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's the etiquette on saying goodbye? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there, actually, oh, I put my phone down now, but there were there were things in it about an Irish goodbye being rude. An Irish goodbye is like my favorite thing to do in a night out. I, I never know. say bye to anybody. I just but I didn't realize ghost. an Irish goodbye was an actual thing. Mm. We're doing it right now. No, we're not doing it right now. <laughs> we probably should do that. We're doing the long goodbye. Yeah, well, I've seen a, a meme going viral about that, that somebody thought an Irish goodbye was just taking forever to say goodbye, oh, which yeah. would also work. Yeah. Because that's like us all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, and on that note, we'll say yeah, goodbye. Yeah, we will go. <laughs> um, so thanks again to our sponsor this week, Ghost Commercial. Cheers, or, Tommy. And um, yeah, we shall chat to you, to you all next week. Bye. Bye. Are we finished? Oh, bye.